For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? What's going on, Doctor? I mean, uh, we need a little energy today, man. That didn't sound like the normal, you know, greeting to our fans, man, that you normally pop uh, off. Well, hold on, there, man. So, you, we, you and I just yeah. had a whole great conversation for about 15 <laughs> minutes. Hold on, man. Let, let me try again then. All right, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, man? That better, dog. Hey, that's much better. Much better, man. We climbing, man. We are climbing. So uh, much better, much better introduction. Uh, as for me, man, all is well with me. Me and my household, man, we're grateful. And uh, hoping all, all, all is well with you. Not only you, Doc, but our listeners as well, man. I mean, it was a, a, a wintry week throughout the United States as, we, as we've been seeing. And hopefully everybody's staying safe. No doubt about it, man. And as we say, we have to tell you, man, this episode, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's brought to you by the Bruce Zone, the Isaac Bruce Foundation, and Isaac Bruce Logistics. Hey, man, I know what the Isaac Bruce Foundation does. I know what the Bruce Zone is. Uh, that's the gym. But uh, Isaac yeah. Bruce Logistics, man, what, what, what? Logistics. I know what logistics mean. I can look it up in a, a definition, but what is that, dog? Well, the logistics, uh, you know, is a new branch yeah. that's on this tree. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's starting to bear fruit. It's something that uh, my family and I wanted to get into as far, as far as moving product across this country, you know, east, west, north, and south. And uh, we, we figured we'd step into it, and we jumped in it with two feet. And it's starting to produce fruit, even as we, uh, even as we take this show right here today, Doc. And uh, it's fun. Uh, it's competitive. And... I like being in it. We like being in it. And I think it's uh, another avenue for not only uh, former athletes, but even current athletes can take this avenue, man, to, you know, be fruit and start, you know, uh, uh, generating and creating more wealth uh, so that we can be blessings to other people and, you know, leave not only uh, uh, a legacy of faith, but a legacy of some dope, you know, when we choose to get out of here. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's fun, dog. And like I said, it's competitive and I like, I like the way it's going. Hey, but check this out though. What if somebody wants to do business with Isaac Bruce Logistics, man? Like, cause I mean, I know you got some nice trucks. If they want to move something yeah. from here to here, I mean, how do they even get in touch with Isaac Bruce Logistics? Cause they don't need to be hitting, hitting us up on Twitter. I can't get right. you there. I mean, I could get you there. I can get you to, to the owner, but I'm just saying, how can they do business with Isaac Bruce Logistics, man? 
<laughs> well, so FedEx and UPS, yeah, I know you're listening. So just call me up, hit me up on Twitter at Isaac Bruce 80. And uh, you can uh, instant message me uh, on Instagram, hit me on Facebook, Isaac Bruce Logistics, or uh, just 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 call. I, I almost gave my personal telephone. Yeah, don't do, yeah, just, that, just chill I'm, out. Though, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I won't do that. But um, yeah, I'm not hard to find, man. We're we're here uh, and we're making an impact not only in, in uh, the southern part of the country, but also in, in in places like Memphis and St. Louis. So we're here and uh, we'll, we'll do the marketing a little bit better than what we've been doing. And uh, we're here and looking for opportunities, man. Expecting miracles. All praises to the Most High, man. And speaking of hey, St. Man. Louis, man, we got to talk about St. Louis. St. Louis. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about St. Louis later on in the podcast. Y'all y'all hold tight because St. Louis telling L.A., I mean, the Rams, hey, look, man, y'all want some loot. So I'm looking forward to set. But also talking about making an impact. Bro, it's somebody that was released from an AFC team down in Texas. Uh, this past week, asked for his release. Who the Rams fans and the Rams probably would like to get get who could have an impact. JJ Watt asked the Houston Texans to release him because he wants to, you know, contend for a championship, a Super Bowl, which I ain't mad at him because Houston ain't going nowhere, bro. Deshaun Watson just made me stuck by himself now, for real, for real. But JJ Watt asked for his release. The Houston Texans released him. A lot of interest in JJ Watt, but. A lot of Rams fans want Rams to go get J.J. Watt. I'm asking you, would he be a good fit? I'm saying he's a good fit, and I'm going to tell you why he's a good fit. But do you think he'll be a good fit with us? Well, first of all, he'd have to definitely have to change his number. I mean, he ain't getting that 9-9. Nine, nine, well, so, that's true. Um, but, you know, you're talking about, you know, how we, you know, often talk about how and we're expecting that second exodus doc it, it, it looks as if it's beginning in Houston man I mean I, I'm not sure what's going on down there or what's been happening behind closed doors but it's starting to manifest itself in a lot of negative ways for the Houston franchise down there that's being run by uh the McNairs but uh, a lot of people are trying to get out of there uh they're trying to get out of there as fast as they, they can quarterback situation is still up in the air but as far as having an opportunity to bring in a guy like J.J. Watts, I, Doc, let me tell you, I mean, it would be special. I mean, I always say that great players, special players can play in any system. So if you want to run a 3-4, you want to run a 4-4, I think J.J. Watt can fit into whatever we have. And if he look, if he's looking to win a Super Bowl, what better team to come to? When he first asked for his release and got it, Doc, I started to imagine J.J. Watt playing on that end alongside Aaron Donald. Just imagine that because here's what it does. You're going to have to double Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year, three times. And you're going to have to start singling up J.J. Watts, who's probably on the latter end of his career. And when you get opportunities like that, you still have to block J.J. Watts with at least one and a half a man. So if you put this guy with the opportunity to go against a one-on-one tackle, left tackle, right tackle, he's going to win those battles, Doc. He's going to put more pressure on these quarterbacks, and he's hungry. He's hungry for a championship. We're all about about making money in this league. He's made a lot of money, but we want something that will last for a very long time, which is a championship, man. And you just place him in that defense, man, along with what we have. We're talking about three future Hall of Famers that will be on and that could be on that defense. So if J.J. Watt is serious about winning a Super Bowl, you know, that talk of him headed to Pittsburgh, man, it should be, you know, just squash. But coming out west, pairing up with Aaron Donald, 
pairing up with Jalen Ramsey and, and what we've done as a defense, as a defensive unit. Doc, it would be some serious defenses led by the Los Angeles Rams in that NFC West. And I absolutely love it, man, because J.J. Watt and A.D. Aaron Donald are two of three players to ever win Defensive Player of the Year awards three times. Now, so to have them on the same defensive line, man, that would just be unbelievable to other teams and other opposing offenses. But this is why I like it. Now, you look at last year. A.D. had 13 and a half sacks, balled out. Leonard Floyd had 10 and a half sacks. Now, Leonard Floyd, I love your hustle. I love the way you balled out last year, but you got a lot of those sacks because you had AD. Now, when you look at everybody else that AD had, Sebastian Joseph Day, one sack, Michael Brockers, five, Ashawn Robinson, none. AD got those 13 and a half sacks despite being the most double team defensive lineman. In the NFL, he was still able to do that, but they they double-teamed him because Sebastian Joseph Day, even though he had some spots where he played well, man, he really wasn't a threat. He really wasn't killing cats. Ashawn Robinson really wasn't dominating cats. But you put J.J. Watt on there, even though J.J. Watt just had five sacks last season. But the fact that J.J. Watt would be on the other side of Aaron Donald, man – you would still have to pay a whole bunch of attention to J.J. Watt and A.D. doesn't get all those double teams. Bro, just think if you don't double team A.D. all those times, man. Damn, dog, dude probably got 20 sacks. But just having J.J. Watt out there, even though he may be declining, you're still going to pay a lot of attention to you to him, man, because you still fear him. So to have them two right there, I'll do that in a minute, man. And if the Rams do decide to release uh, Michael Brockers, that'll save them for, you know, about four and a half to six and a half million dollars. And it's really all on J.J. Watt because he's an unrestricted free agent. How much money, as you said, he's willing to take because he's made a lot of loot. So now you won't want more money or you want a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it's big. It has some, uh, these are some big boy decisions that have to be made, you know, especially being hit with that $22 million uh, uh, cap hit with, with the loss of uh, the quarterback, uh, you know, uh, Jared Goff. But, you know, if you can, if you can fix it, if you can add a guy like JJ Watt, man, it would be truly special. Um, you know, you know, when at the quarterback position, you know, the, the, the last place you want pressure from is up the gut. And if you if you bring in Watts, pair him with Aaron Donald, they're going to have to double team at least two guys on that offensive line or one of those guys is going to be one-on-one. And if you make, and make that one-on-one guy Aaron Donald, you know, it, it, it's not going to be for your good because you're going to start getting that pressure right on a quarterback's toes where they don't like to be pressured. So, um, you know, if, we, if we're able to get him, Doc, bring him in, Man, it, it, it changes the game. It, it it takes that defense to the next level up, man. And I think uh, it'll be special, man, Con- you know, considering everybody stays healthy pretty much like we did this past season. And I'm with you, man. And uh, as much as, uh, you know, I give, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day and them dudes some credit, man, but ain't nobody double-teaming Sebastian Joseph Day. They ain't double-teaming Michael Brocks because they ain't really afraid of him like that. Now, they double and triple the team in AD because he can he can wreck everything. He can cause your whole offense to just shut down. But those other dudes and Sean Robinson, man, they're really just not that threat. And J.J. Watt will be that threat. You have to think twice about double and triple team in AD because you still know J.J. Watt is on the other end. So you add AD, J.J. Watt to go with Jalen Rams, as you said, man, and you already added a huge piece on offense that you needed. You add this dude to the defense, man, I think the Rams need to do what they can to get him on into L.A. and get him into this blue and, blue and yellow, man, because uh, that would just absolutely be amazing. And you bring J.J. Watt in, man, 
to go with, you know, Raheem Morris now coming in as the defensive coordinator, I heard him say some things this past week that, you know, he's going to keep the 3-4 defense. He's not going to change to a 4-3. Uh, 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 you know what I say to Raheem? Uh, uh, I know damn well you are, bro. You don't mess with AD. <laughs> you don't mess with AD, man. And a defense that was number one in the NFL last year, man. Leave that alone. I think that's a smart move by Raheem, man, just leaving the defense as it was the way AD and Jalen them was uh, balling last season, Isaac. Yeah, it'd be a good move, man. And, you know, like we've, we've talked about, it's about putting your ego aside at times, man, and, and having communication, you know, with the guys that pretty much played for the number one ranked defense in the National Football League all season last year. So, you know, getting their input, uh, seeing how they want to play, if they're happy with the current situation, finding out ways how we can make it better. It's about that communication, that relationship between coach and player to take this defense to the next level. So I think Morris is uh, is ahead of the game from that standpoint. Uh, you know, being as young as he is and a former head coach, a guy that that has not only had the please 53-man roster, but right now he has the whole defense under his control. So I think he's the right guy for the job and being able to take this defense to the next level. Hey, and let me ask you this, man. I mean, I, I've been thinking about this. Now, if we, if you know, the Rams defense may lose a couple of players. Leonard Floyd may decide to go somewhere and cash in and get that loot, which I ain't mad at him, man. You know, and we may, you know, you lose a couple of DBs, at least one. Uh, and I, I know a lot of Rams fans may be thinking that the defense won't be as good, bro. And I, I ain't trying to discredit nothing them dudes did, man. But if we lose them, though. <laughs> I want them to come back, but if we lose them, I don't think that changes much of anything, man, because you, we still got 99, man, and we still got 2-0, bro. Uh, and I think a lot of dudes, man, uh, they understand that a lot of their success comes with playing with great players like that, but they also want to cash in and get that money, whether their career continues to, you know, excel and progress as far as statistically. But – I don't think Rams fans should be too worried, man, if we lose some of those other pieces because we still got those main pieces, and those main pieces are the main reason why those other pieces were able to be successful. Hey, absolutely. You you hit it right on the head, man. I mean, I think that uh, the players that we have on the defensive side of the ball are not naive enough to think that, you know, it's all about me. But just playing with those impactful players that we have, Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, J.J. Watts comes in. I mean, being able to play with those guys and having that type of guy in your huddle every day, man, it just does something to your thinking. It puts your your thinking in a superior mode where, uh, you know, your 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 defensive coordinator can also solidify that by, you know, putting you in the right place at the right time. You know, we talked about many times where, where Jalen Ramsey can just take one side of the field or one player from that offense and just shut this guy down and allow you to play zone on the other side. I mean, it's the, it's the Deion Sanders effect. We talked about how Aaron Donald gets double team and leaves uh, a Leonard Floyd on the backside versus one-on-one. It's a one-on-one pass rush. So, you know, you're, you're expected to win those matches uh, when, when you get them. So just the impact of players like that, man, it does wonders for other guys, man. And if, other teams want to come in and start cherry-picking your players because of the success that they had. They figure they can duplicate it with, uh, you know, it, within their franchise. I mean, by all means, these guys are going to have to pay for it. So, um, it, it, you know, at, at some point in time, you know, you're going to be placed uh, in a position where you have to prove your worth. If you're a cornerback, you're going to have to play some man-to-man every now and then. 
Uh, if if you're a defensive end, defensive lineman, you're going to have to face the getting chipped and then going against the tackle sometimes and still being successful, still producing numbers. So that's the beauty of football, man. And once again, it, it's raising its head and, and, and the Rams are, are not excluded from it. And I think a lot, I think a couple of our DBs may have to, you have to also think about the fact that, uh, they played well at times for most of the season last year. But, you know, a lot of times, man, you got Jalen man-to-man, man, and you, you can pretty much double-team or other receiver, man. So it's really two of y'all over there yep. covering another dude, man, because Jalen over there got another dude one-on-one. So you kind of look better than what you really are. But I ain't hating the saying. I'm just saying you have to think about those things, man. So I hope they think about those things. And, you know, this Rams defense should be pretty good. Now, this edition of Ramblings is brought to you by the Bruce Zone. Isaac Bruce Foundation and this new branch, Isaac Bruce Logistics. Also, it's brought to you by 12 Tribes LSC, LLC. That's me, man. If you want, you know, you want some voiceover services, you want me, you know, voice a commercial for you or a television show or some animation, anything like that, just holler at me. You know, email me, Doc Holiday, two L's at 12TribesLLC.org. And also, man, I mean, in I'm excited about Isaac Bruce Logistics too, y'all. I just found out about this this morning. You know what I'm saying? You know, I so I'm I'm happy. I'm excited for my brother for making some moves, man. And thinking about make, talking about making some moves, man. The offense, we we spoke about it before. They made some moves. They brought in Matthew Stafford, which is great. You know, I still hope they bring in you know another receiver who can take the top off the defense. But I want to talk about their running back room because I am a running back, and I want to you know I want to look at the season we just had. You know, Cam Akers. Great rookie season. I ain't gonna no, I'll take that back. I'm not gonna call it a great rookie season. It was a good rookie season. Good rookie season. He ran for 625 yards, only in 13 games, but he only scored two touchdowns. Now I know we had he had a couple of great games where people saw, especially against the Patriots. It's like, okay, this dude is the truth, which he has the potential to be the truth, but he's not there yet. He averaged 4.3 yards a carry, which is good because three carries, you got a first down. But I'm looking at the running back room, man. Cam Akers with 625 yards, just two touchdowns in 13 games. Daryl Henderson, 624 yards, five touchdowns in 15 games. He averaged four and a half yards in a carry, which is better than Cam, but it's really pretty much right there. Malcolm Brown playing 16 games, just 419 yards and five touchdowns. He averaged four yards a carry, which is good. But this is one before I even go even any further. This is most impressive to me. All three of them dudes, man, they just lost one fumble in the entire season. All security. So shout out to you, Thomas Brown, man. That's the running backs coach, coaching those dudes up. But just looking at these numbers, Isaac, they also need to ask somebody in the, in, in the backfield, man. They got you, dog. They, they, they got you. Cam <laughs> is explosive. He can hit you. Henderson yeah. can, too, but he hadn't really showed that yet, man, in, you know, two years in the NFL. And Malcolm Brown, he's just going to give you what he gives you. So I would love for them not only to add a heavy hitter, but really a true big back, man, because Malcolm Brown is really not yeah. a big back. He's just bigger than them two dudes. I want to see them add a big back, yeah. man. They got you. Well, I- yeah, I think you. I think you. Probably, you. 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 You're speaking in the right direction, Doc. As far as you know, that you know that bigger body, uh, you know, but doesn't relinquish any speed from that position. Like you know Leonard Fournette, saying? like when he was when he was free, <laughs> like we could have went and got him or tried right. to. Go ahead, right? Yeah, absolutely, you know. But I mean, you wanted that to be Malcolm Brown. I mean, you know, he's he's been very serviceable since his, uh, his time in L.A. with the Rams. But, you know, when you have guys like a Cam Akers, he could possibly be your three-down back. I can see Henderson being your three-down back. But at the same time, they're smaller guys. 
Um, they're not bigger guys that fall forward every time they get a carry. Um, salute to him for not losing a fumble all, yeah, all, all year long. But for well, one fumble, it's That's big. one, and that That's was big. Cam. He's a rookie, yeah. Absolutely. And these guys, once again, Doc, they're not the biggest of running backs. So that that's a special stat to uh you know to be be proud of right there. But you know, somewhere in the draft, maybe you go out and find this big guy or via free agency, you go out and find this bigger back who can really take it in in between the tackles and these guys fall forward, you know, kind of like what Seattle has from their running back room. They they have big guys who penny. These guys can run and, and uh they always fall forward. So you go out and get a guy about 220 that can run by four, five, four, six, get ahead of steam and and uh and, and push these piles forward. That that would even work better for us with the addition of Matthew Stafford and having that running game attack, man. Just having three guys in the room like that, I mean, I, it, it bodes to be special, man, from from the running back and the running game stand, standpoint of what we bring. And speaking of big backs, right quick, I just thought about this as you was talking, man. I be watching on Twitter, man. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a Twitter uh, page, Rams on film, man. Dog, Stephen Jackson used to tote that rock, dog. <laughs> hold on, dog. I be looking. I be like, hold on. This a big ass dude used to. Isaac, he's your former dude. Used to tote that dude was a problem, man. He was a real big problem, and he was fast. A big boy. He could run. His feet, his feet were in his feet and knees were ran in front of him. They were not behind him. So he had quick feet, nimble feet, and it was a very underrated pass catcher. Doc. He had some great hands uh, from the screen game to running, you know, what we like to call, you know, the, uh, the halfback options. But, you know, Steven Jackson was low, man. He was low for a very long time, man. And um, it's just unfortunate he played on a lot of bad teams with the Rams, but but one of the best backs that I've ever played with as well, uh, Steven Jackson, no doubt. Yeah, I'd be watching him, man. I just, I, 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 when I go on Twitter, I'd be like, hold on, man. <laughs> I ain't been sleeping on the dude because I remember how cold he was, but I kind of, cast don't understand. This was a big dude. His feet, man, the feet that he had, and not only was he fast, dude had quickness, man, and he had that coordination. Oh, yeah. I called him, he got them tap dancing feet. Man, I, man, that dude was nice, man. I mean, dude was just cold. He could do it all. He could run away from you. He could make you miss. He could run you over. I remember him running over the great Sean Taylor in a game we played against Washington. And you know Sean Taylor was a big dude. Yes, so sir. Just imagine that collision, Doc. But 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 Steven Jackson could do it all. You know, he was brought in to replace another great running back, Mark Falk, who we had on the show recently. But I mean he could do he could do it all. He could run routes. He could uh he could catch the ball out of the backfield. His screen game was tight. Didn't have a whole lot around him his entire career, the meat of his career, but uh, very, very productive running back in his time, man. And I know Rams fans appreciate Steven Jackson. I, I know Rams in St. Louis appreciate uh, Steven Jackson and, and Isaac Bruce, but you know what? What St. Louis does not appreciate, what they don't appreciate is the Rams <laughs> leaving going out. Is the Rams leaving going to LA, man? Hey, look, St. Louis had told the Rams, you know what? Hey, man, we want a billion dollars for y'all leaving. Yeah. Man. Give us a billion dollars for getting up out of here. And you know what? I can't even be mad at him, man, because, you know, St. Louis was some very loyal fans there. Now, it's all love in L.A. because that's where the Rams are now. But St. Louis loved their St. Louis Rams, man. I even, I even When I played, bro, I ain't even really, really play that much. And fans used to know who I was. I mean, speaking yeah. to me going up in the TWA dome, I'm turning around like, man, how you know who I am? But that's how <laughs> – I'm serious, bro. And even after a couple of years after me – 
leaving St. Louis, coming to y'all games. Some of them same fans speaking to me, and I'm turning around like, man, how the hell you know who I am, man? But those are the kind of fans that St. Louis had, bro. I, when I saw this, I was like, hey, St. Louis ain't playing, man. They probably won't get it. But I understand why they want some kind of compensation, man, because they lost a great team and a great product right there in St. Louis, man. And they still upset that, you know, the team moved from L.A., which I ain't mad at them, bro. Oh, without a doubt, man. Some of the most uh, knowledgeable, great fans in all of sports, not just football, man. You know, St. Louis has a special place in my heart yes, sir. Uh, and, and their fan base, man. I mean, they just very knowledgeable of the game. Um, you know, some of the games, some of the biggest games that I played in my career was right there in that dome in St. Louis. And they just made it hard for opposing teams to come in and run their offenses, man, because they knew football. You know, they loved their, their players. They loved the coaches that we had, had a great run, uh, ultimately winning Super Bowl 34 and playing in Super Bowl 36 there in St. Louis. But but here's the thing, Doc. You know, this situation as far as, you know, uh, you know, Los Angeles, uh, the Rams leaving St. Louis for Los Angeles and uh, really broke the hearts of all the St. Louis fans, man, because they were so loyal. Uh, they, they, they put up so many, uh, you know, dollars to keep the Rams in town and just felt like, you know, uh, they were left at the altar. And my heart went out uh, for them from that standpoint. But, you know, it's very similar to, you know, the NBA in St. Louis. When the St. Louis Hawks left town and those owners of the Hawks at that time, uh, they, they were suing the NBA. They, they, they came up with this word uh, within the negotiations of perpetual. So they were still getting paid for years after the NBA left, when the Hawks left to go to Atlanta, they were still getting paid. So they were still getting some of that revenue from the NBA. So this seems very, very similar to what happened in the NBA as far as what's going on with the St. Louis Rams and the city of St. Louis and Los Angeles. So that billion dollars, they may see that billion dollars. They just won't let it die because they felt like they did everything they could to keep the St. Louis Rams in St. Louis. And I have to be with them, Doc. They did a whole lot of work to keep that team in town, and they were just left at the altar. So there's a lot of hurt people, a lot of angry people. Hurt people like to hurt people. Angry people like to hurt <laughs> and make other people angry. Yeah, so it's yeah. just the way it is. So um, maybe the money soothes that. But right now, I mean, I, I just think they're not letting this go until uh, monetarily they win. And I know you go back to St. Louis quite often and you still have a huge presence in St. Louis. So, you know, how are your interactions with those fans there when you go back, man? Do you still, you know, hear about the disappointment and the pain in that voice? Because they still they still pull for the Rams. They just, you know, they just pissed off at the ownership. But, you know, how how, how do you interact with, with them and what do they say to you when you go back? Oh, Doc, well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it's like a, a family relationship because, you know, you share memories that, you know, these fans were a part of. Uh, they, they were in some of the biggest games. The first playoff game ever played in the city of St. Louis, you know, I played it versus the Minnesota Vikings. And that was their first game. So we have that same memory together. Uh, the, the NFC Championship game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The place was rocking. You know, the fans had everything to do with that. And when you when you win a championship in the city, man, I mean, you 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 have stories like, you know, uh, you know, 22 year old kids or 21 oh, year old kids come up and tell you, listen, I was conceived 
on that night when you guys won the Super Bowl in Atlanta, in Atlanta by my parents who were at the game. So that's how deep it ran to, to, to children being born, to being named after certain players on that squad, on that team, man. So, so that's a level of family that has meshed and will always be there. It, it will never die because we as players won't let it die. And those fans, man, who are so loyal, they will never let it die as well. So it, it, it will always be there. I mean, they claim that team, the greatest show on turf, was an era that only happened in St. Louis, as they say. It didn't happen with the Los Angeles Rams. So we're their guys, man. I understand that. Now, I, hold on, man. You you just said something. I want to ask this fan this. Hold on, man. You said you were conceived on Super Bowl night, but your parents were at the game. What kind of freakish? What kind of freakish your parents were doing, man? So that mean they was they was at the game getting it in, or maybe that later that night. Maybe they went back to the hotel. Okay, I. Right. I'm like, hold on, man. What kind of freakish? Y'all, your parents doing, right. but I mean, I mean, those are some great memories, man. And you're right, man. Yeah. St. Louis is just, you know, it's, it's a great place to play. I mean, for real, I, I still love it because that's why I was. That's why I got an opportunity, man, to live out my dream to make it to the NFL. Uh, and it wasn't about the Rams, you know, signing me because Isaac Bruce was there. You know, he was the best player. I mean, you know, hey, uh, I went, you know, I went to camp, worked out and balled out, man. They gave me an opportunity. So I'm forever thankful for the Rams organization. And I'm Really, really thankful for St. Louis, man, because you know yeah. I, I was I was there hanging out, kicking it, playing in the league, man, living with my guy Isaac Bruce in his little one bedroom, man. He probably didn't want me there, y'all, but I live there anyway. You know what I'm saying? I just like you know, <laughs> you know, you know, big bank, big bank, take care of little bank, man. You know, we brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of <laughs> moved in on him, but it was all good, man. Creve Court, man, Olive Boulevard, man. So I, I, I love it, man. But go ahead, Isaac. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, Doc, those PSL holders, man, they, they they bought tickets and made sure that, you know, when the Rams came to St. Louis, that we had five years of consecutive sellouts, man. So, um, you know, as far as and, – and a lot of these PSL holders, man, some of them have, have won uh, some of these suits thus far. And and the sweet thing about it is they, they are donating their, their proceeds to foundations. Some of them have donated to the Isaac Bruce Foundation, and they're just getting the money back to donate and to give it. So that's the that's the heart of the St. Louisans, man, that I've come accustomed to knowing and dealing with throughout my time being affiliated with St. Louis. All praise to the most high. St. Louis, much love to y'all. L.A., much love to y'all, too. But Rams, much love to y'all, man. I hope y'all figure that out. And St. Louis, I understand. I I, I really feel you. Isaac, anything else you want to add, man, before, you know, before we chop it up <laughs> out of here? <laughs> they ain't selling it out of court. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's true. They're going the distance, man. They're going the distance, but they want the billion dollars. You know, they they came up with another billion dollars to build another stadium by the by the river, man, by the body of Mississippi, man, and it just didn't happen. So they ain't selling it out of court, man. You know what I mean? That's that's the strength and power of the St. Louisans, man. And uh, you know, more power to them, man. I understand, man. I understand. Hey, that's gonna do it for this edition of Ramblings. Brought to you by the Bruce Zone. Brought to you by the Isaac Bruce Foundation. Brought to you by the brand new Isaac Bruce Logistics. So if you want to move some product efficiently, professionally, hit up Isaac Bruce on the Twitter at Isaac Bruce 80. He ain't hard to find at the Isaac Bruce Foundation website. Ain't hard to find. And also brought to you by 12 Tribes LLC. You know my voice be milky, man, coming through the microphone. So if y'all want them voiceovers, just hit me up. Doc Holliday, 
at 12tribesllc.org. But that's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer, the Golden Jacket one, Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.